Your goal is to create happy customers who then create other happy customers. Go! Congratulations! Here's what I've learned. The best of the best have got the problem. selling, going, going. God, so congratulations. Let's have a look at the facts. Watch your goal for the next six months. Guys and girls, we're up and running. And I'm going to read a line today that I think is very appropriate because we have a new world champion that went against the odds and beat Pacquiao, who had come to win. He was the favourite. And we had a local Aussie in Brisbane, an ex-school teacher, well, he's currently a school teacher. He won't be anymore because he's now a world champion. Hello, Gary. And I'm going to read out this line. Remember this. Winners are losers that tried one extra time. Winners are losers that tried one extra time. And as I was watching the replay summary of the fight, I heard the referee in the fight in the ninth round. Say to him, if you can't show me anything, I have to call the fight off. They were the words that came out of the referee. This guy was down and out. At the end of round nine, I want you to watch the referee go up to him and say, if you can't give me anything, I'm going to have to call the fight off. That was in the ninth round. Now, let's have a look. Round 10, 11, and 12, he smashed the fuck out of the guy. And he is now the world champion. Hello, James, and hi to everyone that said hi that I haven't said back. Hi, Shane. The story here is this, that winners are losers that tried one extra time. How many times are we stopping when we're actually on the verge of getting cut through. How many times are we thinking to ourselves, it's not working? And a few points I've got on this point. I want you to understand very importantly that every winner was once a loser. Every winner was once a beginner. Every person in their chapter 10 was once in their chapter 1. So grasp that concept. People have walked your path. The next thing I want you to understand is this. When you're playing the long game, you don't worry about keeping score every minute because what you're doing is understanding that the game is not nine rounds. This is a critical learning to have. The importance to let go of the addiction to know whether it's working there and then. So important. And today, our new champion, forgot what his first name is, his surname is Horn. He has proven that winners are losers that tried one extra time like he did. Well done, my good friend. Now, I want to talk to you. And by the way, as I you know, started this rant tonight, what I did is I was just keeping one eye on the screen on Sky News. And I heard the latest statistics of the census that came out which talked about that 30% of people are not um, religious in Australia. And I thought to myself, well, that's like a third of people, you know, are are not religious or have identified as not being religious. And um, 
I thought to myself, that's a pretty high proportion. So a third of people actually think that there's nothing. Um, And then I thought to myself, why do people do that? And I think that part of the reason, believe it or not, is that um, what has happened this week with all this media speculation about um, George Pell. And I think what actually happens is people get turned off because I'm not here to judge. I mean, the guy's going to go through a court system and the truth will come out. So I'm not here to, to, to judge it. But what I can say that over the years that all this innuendo um, about um, uh, pedophilia, sexual uh, stuff going on with the Catholic Church um, maybe affects people and they believe um, that they don't want to be associated. But I just want people to understand from my perspective um, that I think that religion is about the following. It's about compassion. It's about kindness. That religion is about um, understanding that um, there's a higher being. And I'm not going to sit here and Bible bash, but I'm going to share with you a story that one day happened at chemotherapy that has taught me one thing, that letting go and let God seems to be a thought process of people that are happy in life. Let me explain it. I was sitting at chemo and I heard a lady next to me say this to her carer. She said, sweetie, Do you remember what Aunt Mary looked like? And her carer, who I think was her daughter, said, "Um, I'm not sure. Why do you ask? And she said, I just want to make sure that when I run into her in heaven, I don't miss her and sort of, smiled with a really peaceful look. And the way she said it with certainty, the fact that she was absolutely certain. Now, I want you to understand that my life, two times in my life in the last decade, I've been immersed in a world where people are basically fighting for their lives and many of them pass away. And I've seen them, what they're like in their final stages. And I've got to tell you, that I see a lot of people that are fighting and are angry and feel like victims and are scared of death. Yet this lady there so peacefully said, do you remember what Aunt Mary looked like? I'd hate to miss her um, when I see her in heaven. This is a woman that was in absolute peace. This was a woman that was very accepting. Now, whether you believe or not, what I can tell you is that it is a lot better going through life, not being fucking scared of death, not knowing what's going to happen next. So I was just going to share that story with you because I always thought to myself, that woman there was just so peaceful. Anyway, I want to talk to you a little bit about some some principles in my life that if you actually embed them in yours, you will find that they're going to give you energy. They're going to make you more driven. You're going to have less stress. 
and you're going to actually be more successful in life and business. And here they are. The first one I want to talk to you a little bit about is the concept of this, that I don't want you to ruin a good day today by thinking about a bad day yesterday. And that is what a lot of people do. A lot of people forget that the past is not a place of residence. It is simply a place of reference. And what I notice is that people that actually uh, project themselves back to the past, or even more so, actually to the future. What I noticed is that miserable minds are caused by having anxiety about the future. That's what I've learned. I learned that people that have this anxiety because they project forward and they're living in this time capsule that they're very anxious. So what I'd like you to understand is that every time you think of things, I'd like you to start being a witness to your thought and say to yourself, I'm currently not thinking about the present. I'm not saying that you can stop the thought, but I'm saying that you can become a witness to the thought. So constantly be thinking about what am I thinking, because it's going to help you to understand that some of your thinking is incorrect. Some of your thinking is actually sitting in bed at night Staying up, going over 99 problems where 89% of them are fucked up scenarios that will never eventuate. And that these things are the thief of the night. And I want you to understand that there are certain things that you can do which actually can help you to move that without a doubt. And all the people that have actually studied self-development at a high level will tell you that some form of meditation is what actually can help the enabler of you to take control of your mind because you simply can't have a positive life with a negative mind. And I'd like you all to understand that this concept is that you might not be able to um, stop thoughts coming to your head, but you can catch those thoughts and become aware, as Edward says, where you actually begin to realize that you are just noticing those thoughts. So gang, I want to move on and talk to you about the second thing today. And that is, does it really matter does it really matter if people approve of you or not? Think about that for a moment. Does it really matter if people approve or disapprove of you? So let's talk about that. Firstly, I'm going to say to you that as a younger person, I did have this high care factor to get the approval of other people. But what I can say I've learned is this, that people are going to judge you anyway. So just do what the fuck you're going to do anyway. I hope you grasp that concept. The second thing I want you to do is to understand that in fact, the best way to get someone's approval is to not need it in the first place.
The third thing I want you, as Lisa says, life is not a popularity contest. And you've got to like yourself first before other people like you. In fact, what I'll say is care more what you think of you than what other people think of you. So, gang, I want you to understand that the day that you accept that people are going to judge you anyway is the day that you can move forward with your own life. And please remember this, that when you're doing shit, people, they might give you a pat on the back. When you're doing okay, they'll acknowledge you. But just accept it that a lot of people, man, They want you to do good until you're better than them. And don't let the thoughts and feelings of another person stop you being your best you. Gang, I want to move on to the next thing I want to talk to you. And that is that, firstly... Please understand that we've got this incredible ability as human beings to actually catastrophize. We've got this incredible ability as human beings to awfulize. We've got this incredible ability as human beings to be able to create made-up scenarios that don't exist and look at worst case. What I'm going to say to you is this, that um, I just find that if you can understand that in the middle of the night, in darkness, in silence, when there's no one there, your mind can drift off to the most craziest scenarios and then when the sun comes up and the day's there and people are around that you begin to realize what you're thinking of was like you're on fucking drugs or something like don't get me wrong there's potentially some people that were but I'm talking about the average person seems to have this ability to use what I call the spotlight effect And the spotlight effect is that you put a focus on a situation and that situation expands. And what actually happens is it grows bigger. So what I'm going to start asking you to do is to start spotlighting on things that are actually of a optimistic nature. I'm going to start asking you to do a spotlight of things of a grateful nature of the things of a kindness nature. And um, one of the greatest strategies that I've used in my life is these three questions I ask as I go to sleep at night. What's great in my life? What happened great today? What am I most happy for in my life? And I've got to tell you, The power of your thoughts are highly aligned to the power of the questions you ask yourself. And um, questions, 
questions. It's not questions you ask other people, but the questions you ask yourself get you into state. I want to move on. And this is, without a doubt, listen very carefully. Without a doubt, guys and girls, as Michael Tringali says, the king of Haberfield, have an attitude of gratitude. Guys and girls, this is the most important thing I'm going to say to you in a long time. If you can get this concept, you may find you will lose weight. If you can get this concept, you may find you will start prospecting. If you can get this concept, you may find that you will begin exercising. Listen very carefully. You must learn to feel an emotion and not act on it. That is the ultimate secret to success. When people turn around and say, oh, they're just motivated or they're just disciplined or they're hungry. What these people have is the following. The ability to be able to feel something but not act on it. And what I'm saying, guys and girls, as you listen to it, is no longer will you realize that you've got to feel like doing something before you do it if it's the right thing to do. No longer will you feel like having to exercise before you exercise. No longer will you have to feel to prospect before you prospect. No longer will you have to feel not eating that mud cake before eating it. And I want you to understand to be able to separate emotions with behavior. This is really important. Yes, Connie, here I go. Why? And I get passionate when I know that there's something that can be a game changer for people. The ability to understand that you must move forward with the right behavior and the emotion will come afterwards. And what actually happens is if you learn this concept, this ability to understand that don't wait for the right emotion for you to do the behavior. That it is in fact your behavior that will change the way that you feel. So gang, I'm going to finish on that note and I'm so excited because I made a big decision over the last couple of weeks and that is that I am taking, I've been, look, I've been a long time executive at News Corp and I'm just going to ease back. Um, I've probably been the person that's given um, an employer more notice than anyone. It's been a couple of years, but I've helped them because they have needed it with a lot of structural change and a lot of staff that's been going on. So I'm still going to be connected um, with News but what it means is that I'm going to be able to spend more time allocating to people in my real estate gym because they're dying for information that's going to help them build their personal brand. They're dying on accountability. I've got people, I'm taking the gym to the UK and to the USA. And I'm going to be, you know, there are just hundreds of people expecting me to go off and do um, take on speaking engagements that me and Susan haven't been able to service. So it's going to allow me to do that. So I'm really excited about that. So guys and girls, I want to thank you again for the biggest thing I can have your attention. And I'm going to leave with this important story. Please don't leave until you listen to this story. This happened. This happened, guys and girls, in 2006. As I sat there on my first day at Gloucester House 
at chemotherapy. I was a person that was fragile. I was a 38-year-old person that was petrified. And as I sat there and they hooked in needles into my arms and began to flow the chemicals into my body, I sat there trembling. I was on my own and a man came and sat next to me. That man spoke to me for half an hour. I thought originally he was a patient, but he wasn't. This man sat there and he talked to me about politics, about sport, about restaurants. And I realized what he was doing. He was trying to get my mind off it. And I looked at him and I said, do you work here? He said, no. I said, what do you do? He said, I pop in and speak to people. I said, right. I said, you're obviously a very nice person. A compassionate man. He was. But I did something weird. I said, sir, thank you so much. And I turned my back because I was just so scared with everything that was going on. And he said, do you want me to go? And I looked back and I said, if it's okay, I just want some privacy. It's been a very hectic 48 hours. This man looked at me and he says, I know where you're coming from. I've walked your path. I looked at him and I said, no, you haven't. You don't know me. I said, I had the perfect life and it's been taken away out of my hands. I woke up to go to work on Friday. It was a normal day. And at two o'clock that day, I was told that I had an illness that most likely is going to kill me. You don't know my life. This man got up and he said, Tom, I'm going to let you go. But I want you to remember, the future is going to be better than the present. And you've got the power to make it. So God bless you. And he walked away. I've never forgotten that man. I've never seen him again. Occasionally I'll be walking through a shopping center or hospital recently. And I think to myself, is that him when it looks like someone like him? But I haven't seen him again. But I'll never forget what he said. The future is going to be better than the present and you've got the power to make it so. Guys and girls, I want you to think about that. The future is going to be better than the present and you've got the power to make it so. They're the most important two success beliefs you can have in your life. From the bottom of my heart, guys and girls, I hope that you have a future much bigger than your past. Share the video and God bless you. Thanks for tuning in, guys and girls. You can join me on Facebook for the live Sunday night rant every week at 8.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. And if you're in real estate, just Google Tom Panos and you'll find a heap of resources and interviews where million-dollar agents share their strategies. See you next week. Let's have a look at the facts. Watch your goal for the next